Hello and welcome back to another episode of Experable. Today I'm sharing with you my conversation with Abhirambika Ravi Verman, a former banker turned coach. Abhirambika brings over 12 years of corporate expertise from her tenure at Citibank, where she navigated risk and compliance, led teams and implemented impactful change strategies. Blending this corporate foundation with nine years of entrepreneurial leadership, our guest possesses a distinctive skill set and insights that bridge the corporate and business landscapes seamlessly. Abhirambika is a published author. She's a Guinness record holder. She was also honored among the 101 most fabulous coaching leaders by the World HRD Congress, highlighting her exceptional contributions to coaching. And as a coach, Abhirambika's mission is to empower leaders in cultivating lasting transformation for both themselves and their teams. Today, we're going to explore Abhirambika's journey. We will discuss the challenges of starting a new business, the importance of intuition in this journey, adapting to or challenging the prevailing norms in professional environments, strategies for gaining confidence and clarity in your decisions, especially when starting in a new field, and navigating the complexities of personal and professional growth. So whether you're contemplating a significant career move, pursuing your entrepreneurial dreams, learning to balance between passion and practicality, or maybe you're seeking deeper self-awareness, this episode can offer valuable lessons and empowering perspectives. So let's dive in. Welcome back to Experable. I'm your host, Krati Mehra. And in this show, we learn from the success and struggles of people we admire and dive deep into concepts that help us expand the possibilities available to us so we can freely, boldly design the life we desire, discover the depth and breadth of our capabilities, access the wisdom available in the world around us, and even on really bad days, love what we see in the mirror. Are you ready? Let's go. I would love to start with your personal journey and why you became a okay. coach. Yeah. So for me, I used to, you know, I, I am basically from banking. So I used to work with City before. And then I wanted to take a different direction now. But I had no idea, right? I didn't think that coaching was the way forward for me. I just took the plunge, took a break. And then I stumbled upon coaching through through few friends I did some about reading and it kind of got me excited because it, it's it's in the space of psychology it's a little bit in that understanding people but then I haven't academically done that so for me that was interesting I love the way people think how people respond to things and that was a very exciting space and I thought okay this could be something that's interesting for me and once I started I realized you know that's probably what drives me so I kind of use coaching, not just in the pure, like just as coaching, but I do integrate it with a different kind of work that I do. Like I do facilitations, I do basically leadership development, team development, and in change. So when I work in that space, I use coaching as one of the methodologies to implement whatever I'm trying to do. But it's very effective and I've seen amazing results with the clients. So I'm ha- I'm happy <laughs> that I am in this Okay, to expand on that, like you said, you facilitate, what does that mean? And can you give us like an idea of what working with you would look like as a client, as an individual looking for help, looking to okay. build a better life? So I facilitate larger programs and organizations where it's it's building change and helping people to adapt to something new. But when it comes to individuals, what I do is I work with them over a period of time to help them see the blind side, right? See most of the times in our own lives 
even though i'll say that just for me itself as a coach sometimes i don't see something that's happening in my own life however reflective you are right however much you sit with yourself however much you say your self awareness is high there is a perspective that someone else brings when they are showing like a mirror to you right so you keep looking back to say okay why am i doing this so you go into your deeper self and then you figure things out and that's what actually helps you to go forward because you're seeing something that's driving your actions but you actually don't know that that's what is driving these actions right so that's the way i work with people so i help them see their blind spots i help them go much deeper and gain clarity uh, and insights through those insights people make decisions and you know glad that you asked this question at the start because a lot of people i think or i have come across have said i don't have a problem you know so why do i need a coach <laughs> right? right so I, i just want to use this platform to tell people there is no need to have a problem or a challenge all you need to do is have something in front of you and say hey you know what i want to get there from here that's all that's that's important enough to get coached because that journey is going to get you into a lot of hurdles that journey is going to not be easy right uh, moving from a destination a to destination b so that's a process when you have a coach it's like you have extra pair of eyes which is showing you the things that you're not seeing so your path becomes more effective and your path becomes more easier to travel you would still travel right for example you you would achieve a goal maybe in 5 years whereas if you have a coach who's helping you to figure things out you might do it in 2 years and that's a lot of save of time save of energy save of doing bad decisions sometimes right you don't want to do a decision and say regret it and say oh i shouldn't have done this right but we do that in our lives so those are some spaces where coaching can really help and you know to 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 really change the way things are for anyone. Yeah, I agree with you. I think also like if you by yourself you can get to level 4, perhaps with a coach you can get to level 10. I always yeah. think of it like yeah. that, you know. You may be making the best of your potential but maybe a coach with a coach in the scene with you could make you push you beyond even the limits that you you know you have assigned yourself or limits that other people are assigning you something like that so i think yeah coaches definitely do have a role to play but you know what's really fascinating about your story i've read so many wonderful things about you you are clearly very good at your job so what's fascinating is when whenever i have guests on this show and i've had like a lot of very di- like it's been a diverse collection of people that have been on the show everyone mostly everyone has this story unless it's scientists and doctors then in those cases it's different but anyone a coach and a therapist people like that are usually they they've had something happen in their own life something that was so something that broke them or something that you know took them to the verge where they were like this is people can other people need help in this direction also let me do my recovery and then i'm going to help others my story is very similar to that so i would love to you don't have you don't have you don't have that push so i love that <laughs> i love that you came from like this perfectly healthy okay place and you were like i'm just from this very healthy perspective you were like let me help other people so what made you go into that mindset what made you think you could be effect, effective yeah. at this thank you so much i think i i've heard what you said also from many people that i work with i mean more so therapists and people who work in emotional regression and all of that for me the, the 
there's two parts to this uh, story of mine. So one is the reason why I quit a place like City. I mean, City is a great place to work, right? So it's it's one of the best payers. I mean, things really are great because you keep growing. There's so much to that space. But I took a break because of my son, because he was two years old and he really didn't understand that I was even his mother because he thought my mom was his mom because that's how work busy, right? So that was one part of it. But that that's not a that's not something which said, okay, something is wrong, right? It's it's not from that perspective. But for me, what drives me is my curiosity, right? My curiosity to see what can I do or what can what's what can life really be when you take some plunge like getting out of a well-paying job and actually looking at something else, right? So that's what I think drives me. And that's something that drives me even today. Like, for example, I moved from India. I have a very successful business. It's still running. I have clients. I, I work with corporate clients. But I took the plunge to come here because my husband moved for work. So the point is, that's the, the aspect, which is what I think, what I gained after becoming a coach is to stay stable, to become more resilient. Um, and, and I see that works very well because everything that happens most of the times, we try and blame outside, right? Okay, that went wrong. So I am like this and this went wrong. So so there is always this something that is outside. But then predominantly, all of those are things we are okay with. And that's why we are allowing it to happen to us, right? In a way, when we know and and you know I, I i trust my intuition to the t like I, for me that's what guides me so if my intuition says this is okay to plunge even though i'm a very curious person i say yes and i go for it because there is nothing better than that as a guide right i i would say forget coaches forget mentors forget everybody just you know being able to actually listen to your intuition is very powerful in that sense, I think what I did was just went by that. I took that plunge, just listening to it. And even though the first few years, I hardly made any money, right? Obviously, you start a business, it's not going to be easy. And there were things like getting back to work, you weren't really making money. But I, I kept hearing that, no, just stick around, right? Just stay there. Yeah, and that worked. And I, I, I know for a fact, it's not just for me. That's how it works for everybody else as well. Tell me a little bit about that struggle, like because I think a lot of people are fascinated by this coaching industry, and I feel like a lot of people. First, tell me, like, where are your clients based? So I coach across the globe. I have clients across the globe, and then my corporate clients were because my business initially was based out of India. I had a lot from there, but right now I'm obviously trying to expand and trying to build bases in two places, but. You know, a mix of people. I've worked with men. I've worked with women, all age groups, and and the coaching team. Like majority of the coaching team is about self doubt, right? Like, am I even okay? Am I even capable? My confidence and stuff like that. And then things like trying to build some new things, right? Sometimes organization needs employees to change in certain way, but it becomes not so easy. So that's an area that I try and help them. So it's basically the grass is greener on the other side or not is the question, right? So nobody knows that <laughs> you actually get there. And you can't see it if it's a if it's a time bound thing. Like if it's if it's a goal that you want to achieve in next one year, two years, three years, you don't know whether you're actually going to land there or be able to, you know, or will that make you really happy, right? So these are all the questions that people generally struggle with. 
and based on that taking decisions you know to to fit that being able to take decisions to support that journey so that's the kind of work that i do so i do transformative programs i help people see the sides that they're not able to see so i'll help them to see different perspectives and see that they are actually capable of doing it right that's the most important thing because they believe that they can't and they believe it strongly because in the past i mean belief is what drives us so these beliefs come from things that's happened in the past right i mean for someone like i keep thinking about kfc that's the thousandth business that he had and he kept trying and that's one of the largest you know fast food chains in the whole of the world and they're still opening so many so if he had decided in the 300 or maybe the 400 and said you know what i i i'm not fit for business we would not even have a chain like that so what i try and help people is you have a vision you have an idea you want something in life just go for it right don't be bound you know binded by things that you think cannot happen and just just the way you flow with it i somehow feel universe supports that right it might sound very philosophical but then that's the fact i have experienced that i feel the more you want something and if you really you know go by your intuition it works out eventually all you need is stay with it and keep keep wanting it. let's talk about that a little bit because these days a lot of people are stepping out and doing their own thing especially with the advent of ai a lot of people are realizing that that's really for some of us that's really the only option we've got but saying that you know things will work out eventually is is really not an option for a lot of people for a lot of people they can't keep investing in a direction that's not giving them returns so during that period what would you recommend to people what kind of mindset would you recommend they maintain because sometimes you know you have a big vision you are full of um zest and you're full of this sort of wide-eyed excitement about something but that something is not i mean i'm someone who believes in having a growth mindset i'm someone who believes that you can make things work for you with enough effort but sometimes what's happening is from my own experience i would say is you are not developing the qualities that you need to develop you are perhaps not able to connect to the right people because in today's environment it's so competitive everyone is so good and they're all they have access to so many resources they are all bringing their a game which means you sometimes have to leverage certain qualities or certain sometimes it's connections sometimes you already need a starting capital there's so many factors at play when it comes to uh, making a business work for you it's it's uh, somewhat different in a job because then you just you know you got to just do your job and be really good at it and keep it growing but when it comes to developing a business it's it's somewhat different it's it's very different so uh, talk to me about that as someone who's done it and as someone who has also helped people through you know making their own business work for them have has held their hand maybe in an emotional capacity so yeah. please talk to me about it great that. question and you know what when when we say this is my dream this is something that i really want then the point is do you really want it is the question right is it really your dream that's the starting point because when we think of something and when we want to do something just like how you started saying ai is the thing and now suddenly if i want to become an ai expert and you know because the world is doing so there is always a always a line that someone has to draw and say this is who 
I am. And that's why the important conversations with coaches happen, right? Because they drill you to a level where you you are challenged to say, is this really my dream or not? If that is true, then there is no going back. Then there is no nothing that comes in your way. Then you don't need to worry about others' A game. You start worrying about your own A game. That's it, right? Because I truly believe, and I know this is a fact again, is everyone has a place in this world, right? Everyone has something for themselves in the world, which means they just have to figure what that is. If I if I think the world is going in a specific direction and, hey, that seems the new fad, let me go into that. That's not going to work for me because that's not who I am. So the very clear conversations to set before even jumping into a business. And in fact, when I was supposed to get into my business, I had conversation with a lot of you know family friends who were running businesses for ages, right? So I was said, take even five years to plan your business, right? If that's your idea, take even five years to plan your business. But once you get into it, then there's no going back, which means the five years that you spend, you are gaining so much clarity about it that you know exactly where to go, what to do, how to position yourself, right? So that's what I'm talking about. So I know it's, it's when I'm saying it sounds very easy, but in, in real, it's not so easy. It is challenging. But my my only um, you know request to everyone who wants to jump into a business or even become a coach, like I get asked literally every other day in LinkedIn, I want to become a life coach. I want to become a coach. How do I become, right? Kids just getting out of college saying, I want to become a coach. Fair enough, become. But don't choose it because it's the latest fad, right? Choose it because you, something inside you is driving you towards that. And then that's it. Then you you find your own niche. You find your own ways to do it. And others will start looking at you then. This is something that... You know, you you kind of have to do it because the excitement is going to wear off eventually when you're pulling in all nighters <laughs> and you have to get up at strange hours yeah. in the morning. <laughs> so then you kind of, you know, what will sustain you is true bone deep investment into what, you know, the path that yeah. you've chosen for yourself. But I also like my heart goes out to people who say who would I would meet someone online or in person and they would say something like you're so lucky and I am very lucky I've had so much support in my journey I've had like the best of education best of everything so I and they would say something like and and they're not taking like a hit at me or anything they're just like we wish we had that and I had to give up on my dream because I'm the primary breadwinner in my family I've got kids and I've got a I've got dependent parents and I had to you know, stop after when the profits weren't coming in because it was unfair to my family. And I think it's incredible when you can, I don't like, I don't promote self-sacrifice or any of those ideas, but sometimes you have to put someone else's interests over your own, especially when they're dependent on you for their well-being. I think it's incredible when people can do that. I I don't think there's anything wrong with it. A lot of people have this idea that it's very toxic. Um, but, you know, coming from India, we've I've grown up seeing my parents uh, give up so much to make me happy, to keep me safe and provided for. So here's what I would love for you to share your perspective around this. I want everyone to go after their dreams. But when things are really not working out, what, and you 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 know, you have to pull back because you have to bring in the money. What would you recommend those people do? What kind of mindset should they maintain when they, you know, because it's a very, very painful yeah, thing. Yeah. 
it's you know like you said it's it's a very indian mentality as well right um, nothing wrong with it because that's that's how that's our culture that's how we've grown and that's a fantastic thing to have because you have family to lean back on like i have my husband who takes care predominantly a lot of things for me right but if you go deeper and actually if the person is listening to them so these choices are made by them even though the society says so even though there is ailing family members there's so many things still making that choice because you are somewhere not pressured but you're okay with it, taking that decision right that's something that's made you do that which means some part of what you're doing in in that whole thing you are kind of okay with it right even if it's 10% even if it's 5% 15% 20% but then you're okay with it so what i want is, is to flip the coin back and say if this is what i want right how should i make that happen and why do i really want that because see sometimes and especially people who are working in the corporate right um they always talk about oh you know what i am so stressed i am this i am that this company's lunch is not good this is bad that's bad my manager is bad my one question is why aren't you quitting then you're still there right you so are true. there you're doing the work salary is one thing maybe another 100 companies would pay you the same thing right if you go back and actually ask these people they wouldn't have even prepared their own resume and applied anywhere to check because they're actually okay with a company right that's what people don't see because it's easier to blame others and say things are working because i haven't put the effort somewhere and and i i i'm not at the same time trying to say that you know people who take care of the family is giving up something you know uh, it, it, that's 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 bad but then what i'm trying to say is i'll give you another example to make this very clear like when i quit right my original idea was because i needed to take care of my son okay but i know deep inside me that's going to kill me in few years because i am not that person i had lots of ambition i had you know that drive to do something for myself but at the same time my intentions were you know specific to my son so i could i had two choices i could be a housewife right just do that one job and be happy with it in a way actually not being happy with it right but the other way is to take it slow i could face this what i want right so i kind of faced it to say till my son turns 8 i'm going to go slow right i'm going to set the stage for myself i'm going to prepare i'm going to get my credentials done i'm going to start i'm not going to i'm i'm going to work with individuals which isn't going to be time consuming for me i'm not going to do larger corporate processions because that's going to be days of work right so i split my work and i said i'm going to set the stage i'm going to build my base and the moment he turned 8 that's the time i said boom and i jumped into the thing right so here what i have done is i haven't let go of my dreams at the same time i have been sacrificed now imagine if i had sacrificed and say my son turns 10 and 11 and 12 and 13 he will start needing less of me right imagine if yes. i had 24 hours to take care of one child the amount of efforts i'm going to put on him i'm going to know what does he do every morsel of food that he eats right every i'm going to be behind him like a leash right now slowly he will start weaning away from me because he is growing older and my personal thought would be oh my god i sacrificed for this child and look at him he is disrespecting me 
He is not talking to me. He is not respecting me. He is not giving me the time. He is giving the time to his friend. All of this is going to take me into my own depressive state of mind, right? But now I, I, I am telling him, hey, listen, you are eight. You do you. I do me, right? I get into what I need to do. There are times that we come together. We have our fun. We go out. We take days off. Mom's on time. We do all of that. But you do you, and I do me. So. That's what I want to tell these people and say, hey, listen, don't leave it out because of someone else. Keep it. Try and do small parts of it so you don't feel bad. At the same time, there is a, going to be a day when you can go into that fully. And that day, if when you start late, like, for example, if I had started my business, I started when I was in my 30s, early 30s, right? You want to start something late. I'm not saying people can't. There are a lot of people who do it. There's a different drive to them. But then you lose game right you you lose that and you say you know what i have worked for it for 20 i know people who been basketball players who've been national players who let it go because they got a job and today they can't go back to the game and they feel bad that they didn't keep in touch with it so i'm saying keep in touch with it in smaller bits the way you can how much ever you can right whatever you can do towards that so you feel you are there at the same time you are bringing a balance to what you want to do what a very very beautiful answer what a very like the perfect uh, you couldn't have said it better i mean it's such a beautiful example that you shared and i agree with you 100% i've never been able to say it as well as you just did but i agree with you 100% and you know a lot of this is just any building any dream on instagram people make it look very glamorous but in reality it's so much grunt work it it requires so much patience and a lot of people don't have that and it requires adaptability and a lot of the times it's just you silently sitting in a corner doing your thing for many like you said for many many years you were just setting a foundation you were not getting any you were not out there doing the, this thing where people could see you doing it which is what a lot of people look for these days like they want validation validation is so important to them but I love the answer that you gave me. And here's here's like the struggle that I encounter in a lot of my conversations is because I work with, uh, like I haven't worked in my capacity as a coach with Indians, I, as I told you. Perhaps so there is perhaps that cultural friction, I don't know. But when you work with, I don't want to name any specific culture, but what I encounter is that Whenever you say like, it can happen, it can work. You just have to find your own way to get to that destination. People are always like, you are being too hard. You're being too tough. You're not understanding that there are people who really can't do it, who really are down and out. They, they just simply, you come from such a privileged background and then they use your privilege to <laughs> shut you up. <laughs> but what you said, you've said it wonderfully that, yeah, it may not look how you want it to look, but it can happen. I mean, I initially, when I started doing this work, I was working with underserved communities, people who came from women from Rajasthan who are now, who have no education, who go around wearing their very ethnic clothing. They're going into banks looking like that and they just don't give a fuck. They're like, what does it matter what we're wearing? Focus on what we are saying. And they're so, somehow they found that confidence. Some of them come from abusive backgrounds. Some of them have known nothing but dismissal their whole entire life. And yet somehow they're doing it. And I find that so beautiful. So people always rise to the occasion. I feel like if you're not able to do it, 
there is something in you that you're not seeing yet yeah i think it's 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 always about us right that's that's the key thing it's always about us how we connect to everything around us so if something works then that's the way we are connecting if something doesn't work then that's the way we're connecting so the moment we recognize that then we change that's the insights that i talk about so when i talk about change i talk about something called the iap conversations it's called the insight action and possibility conversation so most of the times the deeper the insights and the clarity we have the better we are ready to take actions which means we are ready to take courageous actions otherwise we are scared right those courageous actions can only come when you really really have deep insight those insights as to the what why how who so many questions it, another thing like you know because we're talking about people who who want to change and who want to bring into business sometimes it is scary yeah. so when we say we want something right like i said is it really my want if it is then i want to keep at it in some parts of the other and the more insights i'm able to get i'm able to take courageous actions on top right so it's about the deeper the insights are the better my actions are going to be which means the closer i'm going to get to the possibility of what it can bring so when these happen when when there is a reason that comes in saying i'm not able to do it because of this then one is i'm not seeing the possibilities right the other is i don't have sufficient insights to make me do that because we have always focused on how do i get there right whenever you want to do something the first question is well, how do i get there but if you start asking why do i want to get there what's this going to make me then the way we would approach the how will become easier most of the times we get caught in the how oh you know i'll give you another example someone wants to buy a house right there's you need 30% or how many ever percentage of money to put in maybe you don't have that maybe you don't have you know the capabilities to pay the emi there's so many things and then that's the how right now the moment you think of this how you feel overwhelmed and you say you know what forget it i'm not going to do this right because it seems too much for me to manage right but when you want to start seeing why do i want this house for myself what's going to make this something that's me right why do i want to own this house and those answers will give you a different view then you come to the how of doing it and that's how coaching conversations generally are right the who and 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 the what is pretty strong and the moment you solidify that the how comes out like a no brainer they they find newer ways to do it what i've noticed now with the generation that's now coming into this field of work from college is that they there is such a thing as working with the system and working against the system that i see happening like there are very clear distinctions that are now coming up when i remember when i uh, came uh, uh, back to india i started looking for jobs because i didn't take place i i didn't want to stay in london i wanted to come back to india i remember it being challenging and i remember some interviews were places where i was questioned in a very not a very friendly way about why did you go to london why did you choose to study there why not indian schools do you not think indian schools are good enough that was very strange to me but at no point did i think let me make a tiktok about it or let me make an ig video about it and complain about it it was like this is part of the process you just got to take it there's no other way about it i didn't sit and complain about it didn't do, didn't do anything of that sort 
I do appreciate that this generation doesn't hard put up with any kind of bullshit. If there is something happening, they'll call you out on it. But the other thing is they're so hostile to a method that's that they feel is not how they want things to be done, which I find it very strange. Like recently, I don't know if you heard about the 70-hour work week comment that was made by uh, Infosys' CEO, Narayan Krishnamurti, right? If I'm not getting the name wrong. And he's a great man. He's achieved incredible things. And if he's saying 70-hour work week is how we do it, you, you have to believe him. He's sharing his own experiences. <laughs> but there was like this whole slew of pushback, like this, these comments online that were, they were, people were very shocked by it. I did not expect that because in India, we're kind of knuckle down and keep at it till you break through that wall and you made it to the finish line. That's kind of our attitude. So I found that so strange. And then again, this thing came up in my head, working with the system, working against the system. How much of your energy are you wasting or maybe not wasting, depending on the kind of traction you're getting? Are you investing in breaking the system and making it adapt to your needs instead of you adapting to what you know the world is telling you? Hey, buddy, this is how it is. You want to get there. This is how you have to do it. So talk to me about like investing that emotional right. energy. Because I'm sure you've encountered, especially working with in a corp, you know, with corporate people, I'm sure you've encountered this these ideas. Yeah. So you know, I I love what you said about breaking this, going against it. You know, I'll I'll take that example of the seventy hour work. Right now, if I'm working for someone, right, I don't want to be told that you need to work longer hours because that's that's not coming naturally because it's someone else telling me what to do. Right. But at the same time, if I'm running my business, I would work 100 hours a week because that's how it is. It's my business. And I have to work. 70 hours is nothing. What he says, it's really nothing, right? You land much more. You don't get your sleep in the night. You you work over the weekends and you literally do that. So when it's said in a, in a way and it's said by somebody else, it's always a problem. Right? And it's not just any generation. I think... Everybody would feel the same because it's somebody else telling. Unless and until the person really respects, you know, Narayana Murthy and saying, you know what, you actually he he has built an organization and actually taken India to a different level with his with Infosys, right? And then you you know that that's probably how he got it done. So when he says 70 hours a week, it's about looking at it from non, not a judgmental space to say, who are you to tell me to work for 70 hours, but to say, what's making him say 70 hours? What's that going to drive or bring uh, to me, right? If he had said 30 hour a week work is, is great, people would say, wow, you know what? Bang on, you know, that's, that's what I want because that's what you really want. So the moment you hear something that you don't want, you want to rebel, right? You want to say no to it. Not seeing the actual facts. So it's just coming from a personal judgment. So when things are said or being heard, especially during today's world where everything is social media and things are being said in many ways, I think if we pay attention to what I want to really take back from that, then we start seeing it differently. And you know, we also talked about younger kids who are coming into the organization and saying, you know what, this is me and calling out things, which is a great thing because you are able to wise out your needs more effectively and saying, you know, this is what I like. And you're not sitting hard on something and feeling bad about it. That's one side. But at the same time, are they really doing it for themselves is the question that I keep coming back to, right? 
is it a norm and it, does it look like a fad around my peers that hey you know what she said this right if that is the reason why someone is doing then that's not going to last long it's not going to have an impact over over the self eventually uh, forget about everybody else but the self will start feeling bad and and that's why if you see today's depression rates are much higher see if you if you look back two generations back maybe there was no psychological assessments maybe not but then people had less but people were happy they were more healthy and what made that happen is acceptance you know and and enduring things and you know you you were okay to do something like that in organizations we go to talk about buka world and we talk about you know adaptability we talk about authenticity as all of those traits we kind of do training to help people stay that course but in real am i following those in my real life right am i really being authentic when i say when i'm saying something am i really being able to adapt to some situations the way i want to adapt it right now imagine if you had asked that person you know what the hell why would you ask me something like this nothing would have happened right you know the person would have said why the person is saying something like that maybe because they feel we have so many good institutions here and that's that's a judgment of that person right because they have studied in something maybe they have done well in their life i could say that and say you know sundar pichai came from a you know an engineering university from india right didn't he make it to the top i i, I would tend to argue i mean that that's probably in the top of that person's mind and then so so many combinations can make someone say something now and so many combinations is making us not accept what they are saying and all it takes is just understanding that in that moment and then saying i want to respond to these i don't want to respond to these because responding to these doesn't make an impact for the person for me doesn't it's just going to drain me out of my energy am i using my energy in the positive way that i want to do or do i want to just rebel for everything so there's these finer questions that you start asking yourself and then just go with that you know and and go with that intuitive feeling to say yes this is something i do want to stand for and this is something i just want to skip it you know it's just not worth it. i also think like when you have to do So work 70 hours for to build someone else's dream like when you're working for someone else you know you might not have the motive but i always say like if elon musk is telling you his routine or it's uh, narayan krishnamurthy or maybe the uh, mukesh ambani is telling you there you have to understand where they're at if you they're saying you want to get here this is what you have to do again very personal right and someone wants to do it they could and that's what effort is going to be so it's a very simple i put efforts for 40% time of whatever i can i and i could be more efficient as well i could be much smarter in doing it and i could i could do it at a lesser time which is great but end of the day the 70 hour is not really hours but the effort that someone needs to put in to get something that's what he's referring to he's not literally saying 70 69 then you know that's not okay he, he, that's not what he's referring to he's trying to say put more efforts in what you want what do you want to get in life and then that's it so the more efforts the more benefits to to getting somewhere there right so sometimes you know it's it's easy to look at someone's success and feel bad that i'm not able to do it because maybe i'm just not putting the efforts and you spoke about luck and you spoke about being lucky in a way but even that is a choice 
we are only making that choice, right? It's while we could just hush it off saying luck, but and then actually you've put that efforts to get that, right? If someone says you have a great family, you have put that effort to keep that family together, right? So when you when someone else sees, they don't see that effort. They only see the results. So they might say lucky. They might say things work out for you. Elon Musk is great. We don't know the efforts that they're putting in. And that's what he's talking about in 70 hours. So do the efforts, do the thinking, do do what it takes. And then there is no looking back. Like I've, I've also given another example. Someone climbs this, say, 10 ladders and tell me you put so much effort, you reach until eight, but you don't know there's only two more ladders on the top. And by the eighth, you are so tired, you just give up and say, you know what, I can't do this anymore. But it's just two more steps. It's like that two steps, if you had the resilience or the or the energy and something is motivating you to get there, you would have got there. You would have also become a lot right? So he, he's not running a business with his money. He's he's obviously funded. He's He has an idea. And to get that idea, where will it originate from? Not from Google search. It has to come from your mind, which means you have to work on your mind. So it's it's a process. When you said systemic, I would say working on yourself is a systemic process on its own. It's finding small, small buckets that you keep doing to get there. Like someone says, you know what, meditate every day. Why? You know, why do you have to sit and do that? Because you're clearing your head. It's like clearing your cache in the system, right? So which means your ideas are better. You You have more clarity. You have lesser things to worry you know so so much in that system happens when you follow a systemic process and it's not for work it's for life itself so true so true uh, i definitely want to keep going on that track but here's something like i would want to i want to mention for the benefit of my listeners is something that a lot of the times when we look at someone's life and we think this worked out for them for x y z reason I think that says something about you and you need to make a note of it when you're trying to dismiss someone else's success because of the privileges they've had. I've had this done to me many times. What a lot of people never knew about me was I, my parents come from poverty. What they have, they built from scratch. So I had that same fire in me that I'm not going to take their resources, whatever I will build. Maybe it will be small, but it would, it, it will be mine. So while I, live with them and they give me so much emotional support that there is you cannot put any price in it and I am 100% an extremely privileged person but I never took money from them you know because my father never did my mom never did my mom spent many winters with just one sweater and even that one sweater was not in a very good condition because they didn't want to take handouts yeah (laughs) that is the sort of thinking that I've been brought up with and I wanted to do the same thing. So a lot of the times I would meet people who would be like, oh, you could do it because, you know, your parents have money and you obviously must have taken. No, I used my own savings. I worked on this business and I worked on projects that paid me. But now here's the here's the thing that I would want to discuss with you is that when we try to dismiss what someone else has built, big or small, and we look at what was working for them and only what was working for them and use that to be dismissive of that success because here's where like you mentioned self-awareness i want you to keep please keep going on that and talk to me about when people find themselves in these positions because they can be very there is something deeper going on there how do they recognize when it's happening how do they stop themselves in their tracks and what sort of 
the next time they they are moving through the world, what sort of eyes do they bring? Like what sort of perspective and mindset do they bring? So one is they have a lot of time. Okay. I would just start with that. Right? <laughs> one is they have so much time that they can keep looking at what's happening in others' life, right? Which means that time that you can use for yourself doing something that you really love, you're missing out on, right? So that's number one. You probably are doing it because you want to get motivated. Now, how many hours self-help books you learned and do or read and how many hours TED Talks you watch, how many hours people's life you watch, you still have to do what you have to do, right? These are not going to motivate you to an extent what internally you, you really get motivated to do, right? So I think when people do that, they just have to become aware of, I am spending this time on this person. Is this helping me in any way? That's one question they could ask themselves, right? And then say, is this shifting anything for me? Is this making anything better in my life? Answer is a clear no. If it isn't, why am I even doing that action? So I'll talk to you about, it's, it's called the second order thinking or the nth order thinking. You must have heard about it. Third order thinking, second order thinking or nth order thinking. That is to say, when I want to take this decision of saying, putting that comment, right? What is this going to do to me immediately is make me feel, wow, you know what? I brought this person down. But eventually, one year down the lane, two years down the lane, you're not thinking of what can happen, right? I'm just saying, for example, say you put out something really bad on social media, okay? You you kind of, you know, did something really bad. And then it's, you know, it's there, right? You, you delete it. It's still existing somewhere. Somebody still has it. Somebody has still seen it. There's something still out there. Now, say you go to an employer a few years later, and then that employer sees this comment or sees this, uh, thing that you've done and says you know what we don't want to hire somebody like this has happened to some clients that I know so why would you want to do something which at the core of it you know is not right at the same time I'm not saying you can't fail in things you can't do something wrong regret it and make corrections you could but if you really do it then it's great but if you're not doing that process then somewhere you it's still there, right? I mean, at the end of the day, everybody is actually nice, right? There's no one who is a bad person. This is a good person because we see so. End of the day, the natural nature of human beings, in, in a way, we call it the Buddha nature, like because I study Buddhism, that's something which is the core of everyone, okay? And that can't change. Sometimes it's just like a muddy water where the person doesn't see it. But when you actually filter out water, it is pure water end of the day. It's not muddy. It, it might look muddy, but there's a filtration process that can happen and actually get back to clear water. So if people are going through that process of filtering and removing the mud consciously and then taking out those things that's so-called dirt that they're collecting in their heads, then they are going to be nice in the core of it, right? So... I would just invite people to keep this as a metaphor in the head to say, if someone is passing such a comment on me, for example, say someone is listening to this podcast and say, you know what, Abhi, you're such full of crap. If I'm thinking, okay, this person's muddy water hasn't cleared out yet, right? This person's, maybe there's a muddy water there and I, that person is not able to see. I don't feel bad about it, right? End of the day, I shouldn't feel bad about it. So if things like that happen to you, 
just keep this metaphor in mind and say that's muddy water i don't want to put my hand in it at the time when it's muddy i would go back to it when it's clear water so you stay away from it right you're protecting your mind you you are basically taking care of yourself and saying you know what i don't want to go and jump there so that's it it's it's just a very quiet thing that you would want to do for yourself which will really take care of your mental health to a large extent yeah what happens to when you have no experience and you've never you know whatever field you've chosen you're new to that field what keeps happening is you keep questioning your decision you keep second guessing yourself and that's obviously very natural so in those cases is there anything you would recommend uh, and sort of an assessment or a gauge that people use to run their decisions through yeah this is basically coming back to the self doubt right whether i am the right person for the right job now yes yes um if someone has chosen to go into a specific space let's say so I, i'll take my example itself so when i chose to go into lnd and go into coaching obviously i'm new to it right so i don't have all the knowledge first of all even business for that matter you suddenly from a job you jump into entrepreneurship you don't know to bookkeep you don't know how to market you don't know how to sell you don't know so many things right you don't know digital media that you know you don't know social media you don't know all of that but you still want to run the business so there's something about it that you still want to stick to which means you will learn the rest okay so if someone feels self doubt am i here what's causing that self doubt maybe other people in the system are saying or maybe it's just a feeling oh all of these people look so experienced and i am the junior most in this group right this is again a conversation that i have had with clients i'm the most junior so i feel maybe i'm you know not not enough but you still got chosen for the job the person who hired you knows that this is the team that you're coming into and you are the junior most you still got got through that interview and you are there so that's what i want to want people to focus on i know it it sounds like you have to be the optimist and in fact i was writing an article which probably come out tomorrow to say you know being an optimist sometimes just makes you take bad decisions and makes you feel you know did not see and be realist right but that's what is going to make you go in front the moment you want to see things in real like you have touch and feel then you already are aware of what's there right there's there's no extra intelligence that's required to deal with that situation because it's right in front of you but if you want to do something which you can't see that's where your in, in your personality comes out that's when you are seeing something that a different capability of yourself let me put it that way a different capability of yourself that can help you so if someone did the job in one direction you don't need to do the same job in the same direction you could think of it differently end of the day the goal is to achieve it again i'll give you another example with my son okay so he was when he was much smaller he plays uh, uh, and i've said this example in many many different forums as well so he plays football soccer in 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 soccer for here back in india's football so there he obviously has to take his extra shoes he has his gears he has all of that that he carries in a separate bag right now he has a school bag and he plays after school so he has he had another smaller bag and he had this large big bag with books and stuff now he would always carry keep carrying that bag you know in front like he would wear one bag in the back and he would wear one bag in the front and he was very tiny he was very puny kid 
And for me, I will be like, you know, you're sitting in the bus and then the bus stops and then you go, go and hit against your shoes, right? You, you'll you keep hitting against the bag. So for me, it just felt like, you know what? I will get you a sling bag. So the, the this thing goes in the side of you and is actually going to sit on the chair, right? But for him, he's like, if I have a sling bag when I walk, it's going to wobble this way and I don't like it. So we had a difference in thoughts. It's a very simple example, but we had a difference in thought. So he, I kept going back to him saying, you know, think about it and all of that. And then one day he comes to me, he says, you know what, Abu, tell me what you want. I said, I don't want the bag in the front. You know what he did? He loosened up his bag. He put it over his head. So the bag went reverse, uh, you know. So he's, there's one bag, which is one from here, one bag from the front and one goes on top. So He's like, the zip is fine. So nothing is not going to fall, right? Then that became a trend in school. Everybody started wearing a bag, like two bags in the back, right? Now, my idea is have a sling bag because it's not in the front. Now, he also achieved the same thing, but he achieved it differently. I never thought that someone could do that, right? Someone could actually wear two bags, you know, like this. So he's like, now are you happy? He just walked away. It just took him two seconds to do that. And he just walked away, right? So I just want to tell people who self-doubt themselves, right? There is your own way, your own uniqueness that you can bring to the situation. It may not be what the experienced person is doing. There is a tacit knowledge with these people, which is great. You pick that up. If it works for you, great. If it doesn't, you think on your own and see what will work best in that situation. And if that's going to happen, your unique personality is coming out. Your unique ideas are going to come out. And that's how you stand out, right? Then you, you're not following the crowd. You're rather creating a separate pathway, which is probably the way, maybe only you could walk in that path, which is fine. You can still walk in that path, right? Yeah. I love that throughout this conversation, you keep giving people back their power because there are so many narratives doing the round today that are all about, you know, taking things in a way where you are putting doubt on how capable we are. You know, there's this like the, the slow down, self-love, self, and all of those things have their place. But when you are talking about big dreams, if you have a big dream, you have to show up. You have to fight. You have to go to war for it. There is just simply no other way. Big dream, small dream, any dream, no dream, but you still have to move forward, right? It's it's that's that's the question. So someone comes and says, "I like status quo. Why should I do this? Why should I learn something new? Why should?" So it just you know, for you to look forward to something, right? That's the, the tendency is to, if you have to look forward. In those days, they said, get married, have a child. The reason why they said that, of, of course, obviously, I also realized it much later. But when, when they said that, it's not because they want to put you in a box, but it's because you start reliving the childhood through your child, right? So you're still young in your mind. You're still having that energy because you're running around. You're doing things as what you did 20, 30 years back. So... That's not something that to say, you know what, you are nobody to tell me I should have a child. Fair enough, you know, if that's that's not what that suits you. But I'm just saying, think about why something happened and why it made someone happy. Maybe because there is some reason for it. And that reason I'm not able to see at the moment, like a wind, muddy water, but the moment I get clarity. So that's when coaching conversations become very vital. You want something, you don't want something, get it clarified speak it out right have that conversation and then it's very clear right then there is no self-doubt there is no questioning yourself so if if someone is a very reflective person then they start thinking from that reflective mindset right that's why people say journal write it down you know, you know things like that because going back and reading it 
you start seeing why something you said or why you did something so there are so many ways to do it but the i mean i have found benefit in having coaching conversations with someone who has no bias who has no judgments who does not know me very well so it's going to come with no filters right it's they're not going to come and be nice to me there are people who want to challenge you there are people who want to get the best out of you right so be ready for that and get to those conversations then you will start seeing the power of it okay uh, my final question to you is if you could sort of if you had the power to code one quality to everyone's character what would that one so if, if someone can tap into their insights like they they just keep going back to you know if if it's like a switch button right if you switch on that button and if that's button is going to make things more clear like imagine a foggy glass in front of you and then you have the ability to just wipe away the fog and actually see more clearly that's something i think i would want people to have because that will solve so many problems because you're able to now just see it clearly see it from from for what it is and from a different perspective Well, what do you know? We've reached the end of this episode. Thank you so much for joining me today, for supporting the podcast and for sharing your time with me. If you enjoyed this episode, consider subscribing to the show on whatever podcast platform you love. You can also watch the video version of the interviews and most of the solo episodes on my YouTube channel. Link is in the episode description. Now, if you made it this far, you must love the content at least a little bit or maybe you just like hanging out with me or there was something in this particular episode that resonated with you. Or maybe it's all of those things. I would love to know so if you've got a minute, it will be great if you can drop a review on Apple Podcasts or you can send me your thoughts on the show via email. Now, if you want content that goes deeper than even the podcast does with a lot of real life stories, one-on-one interactions, or just become part of my tribe, subscribe to my weekly newsletter. The link is in the episode description. Once again, thank you so, so much for sharing your time with me. Take care and I will be back soon with the next episode. Mm-hmm.